Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss Trudeau's use of emergency powers against peaceful protesters, Trump being spied on by Hillary and the deep state, and to paraphrase Alex Jones, how they are turning the freaking kids gay. I'm Luke. And I'm Rody. And this is the Right Side of the Compass podcast. All right, so Rody, I was not here last week. Is you probably missed me? I assume you missed me. Of course, I missed you. Aw, I missed, I missed your wisdom. Aw, thanks. Aw, but uh, I was not. Even though I was uh, out because of my wisdom teeth, I did end up doing some work before the podcast. Uh, I was actually on Tuesday at the Israeli Freedom Convoy. So, oh, really? Yeah, we had a honking over here in Jerusalem. We had a honking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I've been hearing it's been spreading, you know, all around the world. Um, and, you know, it's crazy. I mean, it got all the way to Israel. So that's, that's great. And so fast too. Usually it takes like 20 years for something to reach <laughs> Israel. <laughs> Usually they're like five, five years behind everything. Exactly. <laughs> that's why, that's why they named it the Facebook bill and not the meta bill. And that's why it was such a shock that they didn't name it the MySpace bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So no, I, I think I want to talk about a little bit about it. So yeah, no, you know, how was it? Oh, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty nice. Um, it, like I get there, I, I missed the big day. The big day was on Monday. I missed the big day because I was at the dentist. Uh, but I went on Tuesday afterwards to kind of make up for it. And I gotta say, like when I went, it was very chill. Like just people were kind of having a good time. Like there were a couple crazy people there, as protests are wont to kind of gather crazy people. But all in all, like most of the people there, like were pretty chill guys. Like. Kind of the kind of people you'd want to get a beer with. It was really fun. There was a lot of free food. So if you're in Jerusalem, you should go down to the Freedom Protest, the Freedom Convoy. Where is it? It's right by the entrance of Knesset. So oh, right. so if you like go to, I don't know anyone who lives in Israel, but if you go to Soccer Park and you, okay. not like soccer as an S-O-C-C-E-R, soccer as an S-A-C-H-E-R, you go to Soccer Park and you kind of follow the trail a little bit, you can end up kind of walking to the Knesset. There's also like another park, but you end up getting to the Knesset opening. Like there's, I think they stopped some of the traffic. That's why you need to go through there. But all in all, like it was, it was nice to go. Um, it was free food. Uh, people were doing and like people were sitting on the grass kind of chilling. So, you was know, there a lot of people there um, during the night. There were more people during the day. I think there were a lot of people sleeping. Cause again, there were tents set up around the Knesset. Cause there were people like, staying there overnight um were there also trucks there when you went when i went no so when i went no i think i think the israelis kind of missed the point like you're supposed to have the trucks just kind of block the street yes sit there but they actually went home but they're just (laughs) i know right like i was so frustrated um no but I, i think no, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Maybe may, you can call me a shill for the freedom protest all you like, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna justify it for for two minutes. I think the issue with doing a similar, doing exactly what they did in Canada in Jerusalem is that people don't understand Jerusalem. It's not a regular city. It's unlike most cities around the world. Jerusalem is very hilly and it has a lot of weird roads, and so you can't really you can't really get trucks in most of the important roads. And so it wouldn't accomplish what you would want to accomplish anyways. And a lot of these truckers don't want to be stuck there either. So I think, I think it, I think it really does need to be in front of Knesset, like the way it is. Like, I don't think you can blockade Jerusalem the way 
uh, you can blockade Ottawa. Just like just study like history, the war, the wars between the Romans and the Judeans. Like you'll see, like the the type of tactics you would need are nuts because Jerusalem is a hilly place, unlike most cities, which are very flat and they're by the coast. So you know that's just the way it is. So I don't know if there would be an ability to do what they did in Canada, in Israel. That's just the reality. Uh huh. And what were the what were their vibes there? Actually, they were chill, but they were like they were chill, but they were also like you know were they like I was talking to a lot of people. They were very calm and collected, and they were like talking about what they wanted. Like some of it was about the COVID mandates. Like you know, you got a lot of people who were talking about the vaccine, of course. And I'm not I'm not gonna get into the vaccine here because it's not my job. Um. But they were getting into the mandates, and then they were also talking about this rule called the Hokasam Huyot, or the – I don't know how it would translate into English, um, but basically it would give Naftali Bennett, who's the current prime minister of Israel, the sole authority to just enact laws, similar to Trudeau's emergency powers in, in, wow. in Canada. Yeah. So they're talking about that. Um, they're also talking about – they were talking about like other things there. It was pretty incredible. Um, they were of course anti-mask, uh, which I can get behind. Like the, it, you could just see, like it, it really, like it really was a protest of regular people. And the thing that I noticed was the was the most the most important thing to me was the kind of eclectic nature of the protesters. You had protesters who were kind of very standard hippies. You had protesters who were kind of just regular Israelis, you got like the more right wing, uh, you know, the religious types, but there were all sorts of people there. And that's how I kind of knew like that was a good protest because you got a bunch of people coming together and talking about important issues to them. And mm-hmm. that that's what I, I liked about the protest a lot. And also free food. I can't get over the free food. <laughs> and uh, how was, you know, Israel reacting to it? Were they reacting to it? So, like, like I said, I don't think it was such a big deal. To be honest, I think most Israelis are treating it like no. I, I listen. I want to say that it was really big, and I want to say like it. I want to say that it's doing its job. I want it to do its job, but I don't know if it's going to accomplish the same thing because the reality is, is that the trucker convoy in Canada they managed to get everyone's attention because you just can't move in that city. But Jerusalem, most people are going about their business. So also, with thousands and thousands of you know. Truckers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the reality. Like, all the all the protesters are just in front of Knesset. So I, I don't, me personally, I don't think anything's going to happen. I would love for something to happen, but uh, the coolest thing that happened, I wasn't there for it, but the coolest thing that happened was, um, I only missed it by like a couple hours. I I went home because I was very hungry, because uh, I actually wasn't eating that day. I was water fasting. And, uh, so I went home, I wanted to take, I wanted to go to sleep. It was like seven at night, whatever. I just wanted to get home and start working on the episode. And apparently, uh, member of Knesset, Gadi Khan comes out to greet the protesters and he comes to join them. So that like, Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I missed that would have been so oh, cool. You missed it. I missed it. I could have, if, if I would have known, I would have stayed and I would have said like, Hey, listen, I'm on this podcast and we talk about you on the regular. You should come on, join yeah. us. You speak any English. Come on, man. Let's do this. You know, does um, he speak English? he probably does. He probably you does. Kind, he probably does. Like Knesset. Yeah, I know you. You kind of have to speak uh, English, although I don't know if he does. It could very well be that he doesn't, but he could have sent someone who speaks English to represent him. No idea, but 
I'll try to catch him on Sunday. I'm going to go again on Sunday. So. All right. Yeah. No. Can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. 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 So, and I think the, the the thing that's kind of crazy to me is that people don't understand this, and this is very important. So I'm going to I'm going to bring this up, and then we're going to have to go to the regular episode because you know I do want to talk about the topics we are speaking to about today. Um, but there there is a special like people may or may not know this. If you watched the interview with Robert Malone on the Candace Owens show or Candace, it's called Candace on the Daily Wire. Um, they talk about this agreement between Israel and Pfizer. Now, you have to understand that if you actually pull up the agreement between Israel and Pfizer, it's just like there's a lot of text that's just blacked out because it's classified as per the desires of Pfizer. One of the things that the people want over there is they want to know what's in that document. They want to know what's in that agreement. That's one of the I things. I think it's fair. Yeah, I think – listen, I, I – I don't know if I would be against the vaccine mandates if I felt that the government was being forthright with us, which is to say that in a state of emergency, things are going to happen. And I know people are going to eviscerate me in the comments, whatever. I I don't care. I'm just going to say what I think. I think that governments, in theory, are there to prevent these types of disasters or to be like an organizing force. Fair enough. And I'm going to say this in the episode that there are jobs for the government to do. And I can't – I'm not just a libertarian. I'm not just saying like – the government should get out of our business and the government should never have any say in anything, right? That's not my opinion. But in an, especially a crucial moment like this, it's very important that they be forthright with us. And and one of the those things is the Pfizer agreement the that Israel made. And the fact that like if you pull it up, it's like all blacked out. Like the words are all blacked out. Like that's very – like that scares me. Um, also yeah, because usually things are redacted because – of national security but is that national security to have that it's not like it's not like information has to do with like an enemy of you know of the state of, or something it's you know an agreement between you know for a drug company right but i think the national security issue is that the israeli government knows is is that but the israeli government knows if that is that if we were to see what's in that agreement they would probably lose their jobs that's probably why they hit it. Um, oh, also, I forgot to mention some of the people over there were talking about this incident with the Israeli police and how they were caught spying on Israeli citizens using this uh, program called Pegasus. And what happened was is that they, the Israeli police were caught spying on Israeli citizens. And so the Israeli police did an internal investigation of the Israeli police. They exonerated themselves of all wrongdoing and they said they didn't do anything wrong and that we should put the case to bed. And so um, – People were talking about that, as you could probably imagine, and uh, and so I'm like, okay, funny, yeah. Well, well, if the Israeli police says the Israeli police didn't do anything wrong, then I suppose I should trust them, right? Because the police never do anything wrong, isn't that right, Rodi? Yeah, no one's ever corrupt. No, no one, no one's ever done anything wrong. That's why we, that's why we just trust people when they say they did. When my mom asked me if I stole the cookies from the cookie jar, and I just say. No, you see, Mom, I did an internal investigation, and I've exonerated <laughs> myself of all wrongdoing. So <laughs> and she said, okay. And so then I sold her the Brooklyn Bridge. So. <laughs> <laughs> just no, like the cookie jars all open. And, and it's empty. And leading to you. <laughs> I know. Literally a cookie in my mouth. No, I got to no, – that's a joke, of course. My mom is not nearly as stupid as – 
the Israeli police thinks that we are. So, uh, <laughs> um, no, my mom's actually pretty smart. That was, of course, a joke. So, just mom, if you're listening know, to this, first of all, I love you, and second of all, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and third of all. You you look great for twenty five. Don't abandon me. <laughs> you're, you're twenty. I, I'd love. I, I I hope you had a happy twenty fifth birthday. Anyways, um. So le- so let's get to the shameless pandering. Um. We want to continue to produce good content about the topics you care about, but we need your help, dear listener. Please like the video, share it with your friends, and subscribe to the channel. When you subscribe, hit the notification bell to be notified of our latest uploads. In addition, we are on Apple. Google, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. So please give us a listen no matter where your favorite platform is. You can reach out to us by either commenting on the video or by sliding into our DMs at the right side of the compass on Instagram. It doesn't cost you anything to share the video, but it helps us a lot. So please do that. Please share it. Please engage with us on social media. We've been blowing up on YouTube a lot, so I'm very happy about that. So let's continue to do that. Let's continue to run with uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. And and all the other platforms, too. I, I want people to hear what we have to say. Anyways, so let's get down to business. Let's talk about topic number one. This is what happened. Trudeau declares war in Canada. <laughs> no, did you did you see what, what Trudeau said on television? He's like, did you see that? Am I, am- I mean, I saw part of his speeches. Uh, I don't remember him literally declaring war on Canada, but no. I, I figured it's figuratively, not literally. He may as well have. He may as well have. Cause he said like, Oh, if you give aid and comfort to the truckers, you're, 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 you're aiding and abetting in terrorism. Yeah. So it's definitely a, a power move. Definitely. Um, well, yeah, this is power politics. This is not politics of reason. As Michael Knowles was saying on, I think it was the episode yesterday. Ding. I know, right? Um, <laughs> no, I promise I'm going to try not to bring up Michael Knowles nearly as much as we usually do. Um, but Michael Knowles was saying that we live in an age of power politics. So it's not about reason and, and intellect. It's about what power do you have and how can you throw it at your enemies? And that's essentially what's going on right now. You got the Trudeau government. They don't like these protesters because they're protesting the wrong thing. They should be protesting for people, BIPOC, you know, lesbian homosexual dance therapists and uh, they're not doing that so yeah. trudeau so do you want to do you want to also explain you know, yeah, yeah i was literally about to get into it um trudeau decided that he doesn't like this protest so he's gonna invoke the emergencies act this is the first time in canadian history i, I can't believe i just said that sentence canadian history <laughs> 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 it sounds it sounds like I may as well just said Narnian history or, or yeah. you know, like it sounds like a mystical, like magical wonderland. Um, anyways, so or America's he, 51st state history, America's <laughs> hat and Washington's greatest mistake. Anyways. Um, yeah. Anyways. So he invoked the emergencies act for the first time since it was passed in 1988. Think about Wow. I, yeah. So this is how bad it is. They invoked the emergencies act because a bunch of truckers just kind of sit there. Well, what was the reason in 1988? No, they didn't. No, it was passed in 1988. Oh, to be allowed to. Yeah, this was. It was passed into act. law in 1988, which is to say that it can be invoked, but it has never been invoked since it was passed in 1988. Oh wow. That means like you know during the wars and 9/11 and all that. Like they didn't invoke it during 9/11, right? They didn't do that, but they invoked it now because a bunch of truckers go honk honk. <laughs> 
Yeah. Because uh, because a bunch of people decided to build bouncy castles. So No, did you see what's going on in Canada? They're like barbecuing and building bouncy cans- castles and and singing the national anthem, like the national anthem that's a dig on Canada. It's like oh Canada. Um but but anyways, oh, no. Canada. I, oh Canada. No, I'm sorry Canadians. I just I love ripping on your country so much and and you don't deserve it. You you deserve someone who loves you. Not me, but I don't not, care what you not deserve. Trudeau. Yeah, you do. do you, you, I would be. I hate Canada, and I would be a better prime minister than Justin Trudeau. But in any yeah. case, I mean, there was even a video of Trudeau. He was talking about. I think it was. Uh, he was talking about how countries he admires, and one of the and one and he said he admires China. Oh for, yeah, you know, that's that's true. He did say that. Yeah, that's crazy. He, he, it's he, crazy. He literally says, "If if I, I heard it today, he said like China's a dictatorship, so they have a lot of like flexibility and they can solve problems." No, he's saying he's saying. Did he use the word dictatorship? He didn't use the word dictatorship. But he says he likes, you know, their government because you know they can get things done because you know they don't care. I mean, I believe he, he did say, say the word, word dictatorship. I believe he did, did say, he say dictatorship? dictatorship. I believe he did. I th- I think. He did. I probably have to look at the video again, but he said he he likes their government because you know that's the thing. When you don't respect individual rights, you can it's more efficient and you could get things done. But yeah, at no the cost of individual rights. Yeah, no one, no one, no one says that it's. I was reading. I forget which book it was. I think it was by Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell said that the thing about the the. The Cold War is that it is true that in the beginning of the Cold War, the Soviet Union looked like it was winning. Because the Soviet Union, because they were run by dictators, they were able to pivot. But the thing is, once once a democracy starts spinning its wheels, it will it will it will start moving later because you have to get all the things to work together. But once you start moving, it's much better at doing what it's supposed to do than a dictatorship because a dictatorship will typically fall apart because it's run by one guy. So it's all on one guy, and if you screw up, that's it. But you know, if you get a democracy to work together, everyone starts working together. They put the pieces together. They it's it's much stronger, right? Yeah. It's it's almost like the fascist ideal of like stronger together, but like actually stronger together, but like in a good way. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you're not imposing fear on each other. It's that when you actually get the people to come together and you actually you do those things, you become stronger. Anyways, so let's talk about the Emergencies Act. This is what this is what Dr- Justin Trudeau thinks is appropriate to do because a bunch of truckers decided to barbecue and honk their horns. Um, the police and the military now have the authority to arrest truckers and freeze bank accounts. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's that's a thing a lot of people are talking about, and this is why a lot of people are going to crypto. I actually kind of want to go to cash. I want to go back to cash. Um, although there's problems with that too. I mean, you're not in Canada. Doesn't, you know, concern you. No, no, no. But I'm saying in general, like, I think we need to recognize that, uh, I've spoken about this before, I think on my own personal platforms, but I've spoken about like how in Israel, um, you can't even get on a bus with cash, which means that theoretically- Everything's digital. Everything's digital. So everyone can track you at all times, right? That's true. Right. So that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm against. I kind of want- that's why people are worried about the U.S. making their own cryptocurrency for that exact reason. Right, right, right. but but here's the thing. So they, um, so first of all, they're they're freezing bank accounts. I just saw. I think it was Tim Pool. I just I was watching him right before the episode. He said there were people who who 
they're not even participating in the protest. They may have just donated $20 to like truckers and then the, the banks froze their account. And so they're just reporting it as outages. So they don't even know what's going on in Canada right now. There are people just like, they don't know what's going on. They donated 20 bucks and now their accounts are frozen. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Also like just for the government to have that kind of power over, you know, the banks uh, just to freeze your assets is just, you know, it's, such a power violation you know it's ridiculous but was it was it because the the did the canadians mandate that the banks have to do this or did they give permission to the banks to do it and did the banks then say yes it seems like it seems like they're giving permi- i think in the wording they use it seems like they're giving permission yeah the fine the words of the finance minister implied that that you have permission to do it but what she said is that without a warrant but that's very important because we we do freeze bank accounts of like actual terrorists, right? Yeah. But it requires like a court order. It requires a warrant, which means that it requires some oversight. It requires that we know who the guy is. We know what bank account it is. There's some accountability. But here it's just like, oh, we see like a John Smith who donated to the trucker convoy. Okay, here we're going to freeze his account. And it's like a different John Smith. And then there was an like you you know about Give Send Go. I spoke about Give Send Go two weeks ago that like you could donate to Give Send Go. Um, yeah. So if you donated to Give Send Go, there was some hacker that decided to hack into Give Send Go and kind of release all the all the donors to the trucker convoy. And like already the 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 me is going after these regular people who donated small sums of money. Like we're talking about double digit types of. They're going after them. Yeah, it's for ridiculous there was a lady who closed her business because she was canceled like we're talking like really? you want to talk about yeah she i think it was stella luna look stella luna i just want to get this right stella luna threats closed stella luna gelato cafe after owner's name uh yeah, yeah, yeah. threats okay yeah, yeah so this is from the ottawa citizen uh, this is this is what's going on over there. Threats close Stella Luna Gelato Cafe after owners after owner's name appears in Give Send Go data leak. And of course, she said on Twitter that she regrets making her two hundred fifty dollar donation. Something tells me that she regrets being caught, not that she regrets the donation. Uh huh. All right. Right. Um. No, but even then, like, even if she did regret, like, who cares? Like why are you why are they, why are we canceling regular people now? Because we can. Because we can, right? So this is what Justin Trudeau is doing, and of course the truckers, being the bosses that they are, um, they essentially said, "Nah, we don't care, fam. Like we're just going to continue protesting." Um, but there was, I think, in Alberta, they shut down. They shut down truckers. Like the police went, they arrested like eleven truckers. They seized two trucks. Um, so it's getting it's getting serious over there. Um, but yeah, that's 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 really how this is going. But I think um, here's the thing, and I, I really want to say this because I think this is important. Um, there are two sides to this to this discussion, right? There's the side that I think you could say that we're on, right, which is that that peaceful protest should always be respected, and that you know if if the peaceful protest happens this way, then that's just the way it is. And you know, to quote a certain congresswoman from new york city or new york rather you know protests are supposed to make you uncomfortable that's the whole point um (laughs) so and then there's the second side i've seen some people say that uh it's affecting the economy that they can't shut down the economy this way and and right but 
the thing that I've noticed, the big difference in essentially is that the first side is the second side is essentially saying that the, the economy, like if, if there's any disruption to the economy, it affects me and the economy is meant to serve me. So how dare you do that? Right? Like all the people I've noticed, like even like even amongst the people I know, right? All the people who are saying like it's affecting the economy. It's like, well, the economy is not just for you. It's for those people too. And you know what? If they're having a problem with the with the economy and they say so and they shut down the economy, well, guess what? You better listen because they have the trucks. They're bringing your damn food. And you th- should thank your lucky stars that it comes to that it takes something like this to get the truckers to come out and say something because they usually don't. Think about all the different jobs and all the different professions where they go and they protest all the time and they demand more money. Truckers never do this. Ever. Did they do this when our parents were kids? When was the last time a trucker protested? Um, I think it maybe depends on the type of trucker. There's like, you know, more freelance work and then there's more like corporation. Um, I haven't heard of much. If there has been, I haven't heard of it. Um, but uh, it, it, there might have been. Right. But, that, but, but that's I, the- I haven't heard of it. Right, but that's the point. Truckers in general don't do this, right? And that's because they know they're responsible. Um, they didn't. They didn't. It's they don't do this. Also, they're right? usually in demand. They're responsible for getting the, you know, products from one place to another. So that's a pretty important job. It is an important job. I agree. Which is why it's so frustrating seeing the other side saying it, it, it affects the economy. Yeah, we know, dum dum. We know it affects the economy. That's the damn point. That's the point. Right, because yeah. they don't want to work under these conditions. They don't. They don't want to continue funding this. Right. They don't want to continue being a cog in the machine. And the people who are saying like it's affecting the economy and we need to get these people out of Ottawa, well, they think the economy works for them. They they they're the type of people they get up in the morning and think the milk comes from the supermarket. They think the they think that the vegetables just get put on the shelf. They, <laughs> no, no, like honestly, they think like the little Latino guy working at the supermarket in the bodega in uh, Washington Heights. And like, they, oh, it just happens. There's no like overhead. There's no like, like what do they think happens? Like, I'm genuinely curious. I don't know. People, you know, for some reason people just don't understand. Right. And this is, I think, the common denominator between all the freedom protests around the world. And, and this is the ultimate rallying cry of the populist movement. And that is that we don't exist to serve you. We, the regular people, don't exist to serve you, the politicians. The politicians yeah. get a lot of stuff because we give them jobs that are very unique and very difficult to do. And so we need you guys to go and run the governments and, and, and run the police and do this and do that and be in charge of things. Like we get that, right? And we're will- most of us are willing to live in this way. Yeah. But you have like- to – Right. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna put a little comment. It's like a like a dictator versus like a king. Like you know, it goes from dictator like goes from top down, and they like rule with like an iron fist. You know, while a king, you know, it's the people that make the king, kind of. Right. Like so. you, like you've ever seen the royalty in England? Like they treat the royalty very special because the the royalty kind of brings the people together. Right. Yeah. It it, it grants the people some legitimacy, but the thing the thing about and I wish I wish I could I wish I was good at words because then I would say something very <laughs> you know kind of memeable and something that you can like put my picture in black and white and then like have like that as a quote. Is that your dream to become a meme? Not a meme, but like have like my picture in black and white and then have something I said be a quote. 
and then oh. like people share it on the internet. I don't know if necessarily mean, and but then you stick your tongue out like Albert Einstein and then put the quote next to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, but I like that's what that's what these elitists think in these cities. They think that the economy exists to serve them, and that's why these protests need to happen. And that's why they will continue to happen until Justin Trudeau gets his rear end down into Ottawa, into the streets of Ottawa, and starts talking to those protesters. Because until that happens, they will not be going anywhere. Some of them might go because they just can't afford it, but a lot of them might stay. If you watch the videos of the truckers that I saw, a lot of them said they were going to stay. They, they a don't lot of them care. said they were going to stay. Some of them said, you know, they understand they don't want to go, but like it's their entire livelihood. So yeah, but also remember, a lot of them like they have nothing to lose now, and you don't you don't ever want to like. There, I think there's a rule: you don't ever corner a rabid dog because then it has nothing to lose. There's no like there's nothing it won't do to get out of that situation. And if you corner these truckers and you 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 take away their bank accounts and you 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 freeze their assets, you take away their trucks and you take away their families. Some of them were, I think, they were threatened with their kids being taken away by the Canadian uh, Child Protective Services, whatever that is. Do you know what will happen if all those truckers get put in that corner? Do you know what's going to happen? I do not know. Heads will roll. I mean... Heads will roll. And I'm not. I'm not saying it should. I'm just saying that's what's going to happen if you put the truckers in that corner. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. So hopefully the truckers will stay strong and they'll fight for freedom because Lord knows we need it. Anyways, uh, so let's go to topic two. Uh, Trump is always right and he continues to be right. And even (laughs) when we think that Trump is wrong, he's always right. So don't ever say anything that disproves Trump because he always ends up being right eventually. Um, And this is one such example. The Durham filing proves that the deep state unlawfully targeted Trump. I think anyone with a brain knew this was true, but it's great to hear it from an official source. Yeah. Um, Do you want to just, you know, briefly explain what, what that's whole, the whole thing's about? Right. Right. So let's first say, just, talk about who John Durham is. John Durham was appointed special counsel for the U S department of justice, investigating whether Trump was spied on in the 2016 campaign. As some of you may or may not know, Trump essentially kind of said, oh, I'm being spied on by the the Hillary, ca- the Clinton campaign. He said he was being targeted and the Democrats were saying like, oh, that's not true. What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. You crazy old person. And then they accused him of colluding with the Russians and then they cl- uh, accused him of accused, um, of colluding with Ukraine when that didn't work. But uh, so so once all these scandals went away, there was uh, I believe it was Bill Barr. He appointed John Durham to investigate the origins of Russiagate, as you could probably imagine, because it's such a big scandal happens. It derails essentially derails four years of, of a presidency. Yeah, no, it was insane, like how much they just put in just trying to get rid of him because of the Russia thing, which didn't end up being true. Right. They weren't able to prove and just like ruined so much that he could have done because he's been concentrating on that right so so they so they wanted an investigation they wanted to get to the bottom of it so there was of course the steel dossier and and the fisa court and this that and so john durham is going through this so here's here's what i gathered from it this is a very big story and i don't i'm not smart enough to really understand what happened because this is very convoluted the special counsel's investigation has in the past uncovered evidence. This is, I'm quoting from an article, evidence of a connection between a lawyer with connections to the Clinton campaign named Michael Sussman. Uh, I believe it was the Lotus Eaters. They pointed out that this is kind of me- mimetic, that his name is Sussman, that he's kind of sus. 
Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's no, funny, actually. I, I, yeah, yeah, I gave him credit. I'm going to give uh, Carl Benjamin credit where credit is due. That is very funny, but I, I, I do want to say it. Like, he, he said it, but it's yeah. very funny. I like it. So very sus. Um, and a technology executive who Durham claims exploited internet data legally gathered from the White House and Trump Tower. Friday's filings also suggest that Sussman exaggerated evidence of a connection between Trump and Russia in meetings with law enforcement agencies and lied about the capacity in which he was doing it. Sussman was charged last year with lying to the FBI while trying to get it to investigate an allegation that the Trump campaign used a secret email server to communicate with Russia's Alpha Bank during the 2016 campaign. The FBI has not uncovered any evidence of such a connection. Um... Yeah. Yeah. So what they're actually based, what they actually are charging is is lying to the FBI. They haven't really found much on the other thing yet. That's what right. he's actually being charged for. Right. But he, but essentially, what they wanted to do is they wanted to sick the FBI on the Trump campaign. That's essentially <clears throat> because remember, if the Democrats are in charge and they have the FBI and they're going to do the FBI and they're investigating Trump, remember, like. This is some kind of this is essentially espionage. You're you're right. I'm just wondering like what can they really do about it if it was true like send Hillary to jail? This was in 2016 and it's not like the she's not like she's not the president. So it's not like oh she would have to resign if this came to light. But like would she be sent to jail if this was true? Well, number 1 maybe, but number 2, I don't you're you're right. I don't know if they would necessarily send her to jail only because we don't like sending political opponents to jail perhaps they would just take away her right to serve in public capacity and kind of take away certain things from her like she would lose certain rights perhaps she wouldn't be allowed to vote anymore like even if she like maybe she would be under house arrest i don't know if we'd throw her in jail but we certainly wouldn't allow her to participate in in american democracy anymore all right yeah i mean i hear that yeah um i think what i think also i was reading this daily wire article um and, and bear with me here because I'm trying to understand it as well. Um, this is what Fox News reported. The indictment against Sussman says he told then FBI general counsel James Baker in September 2016, less than two months before the 2016 presidential election, that he was not doing any not doing work for any client when he requested and held a meeting in which he presented purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. But Durham's filing on February 11th in a section titled Factual Background reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a technology executive, Tech Executive One, at a U.S.-based internet company, Internet Company One, and the Clinton campaign. Um, I believe that it's – I believe that the Tech Executive One is being revealed to be a Rodney Joffe. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, the Clinton campaign. The filing says that Sussman and the tech executive had met and been in contact with another lawyer who was working for the Clinton campaign. So, of course, BS. Um, so he was working for the Clinton campaign, and he was, you know, trying to help them get information. Um, in connection with these efforts, tech executive one, who is Rodney Joffe, exploited his access to non-public and or proprietary internet data, the filing states. Tech executive one also enlisted the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research con- contract. Um, what, what else? There was an important part. There was an important part here. Uh, this is very important. Uh, no, no. 
basically they were they had access to data that normally that's not public information. The tech executive got Sussman information that was not public information. Namely, if there was no warrant, there shouldn't have been any investigation into it. And he gave this information to Michael Sussman, who then reported it to the Clinton campaign. Yeah. So which is a big no no. It's a very, very big no no. Like and so mm. Trump is right, of course. Um and so a lot of Republicans are calling for the heads um of the of these Democrats saying like this is a big problem. As well, you can probably imagine. They're saying that it's actually worse than Watergate. What do you think? You do you think the same thing? Uh, definitely. Definitely worse than Watergate. Because think about Why? it. Watergate was one bug. Watergate was one bug. This is uh-huh. a whole this is a whole system working working together to get their political opposition. This uh-huh. is this is big tech working with uh the Clinton campaign, working with the FBI, working with this like all to, like all these like different big groups yeah, which makes it espionage. Yeah, yeah. Uh ch- yeah, this, it it's come to the point where uh, my favorite Democrat, well, she's not serving anymore, but my favorite Democrat, uh, Tulsi, Ga- Ga- uh, blah, 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 Tulsi Gabbard, said that they manufactured this Russian lie. This is a headline from the Daily Wire. Tulsi Gabbard levels Hillary Clinton over Durham report. Chuck Grassley, he's like I think the number two in the Senate, I believe. Um, the the American people should be as outraged as I am. The the Republicans are essentially calling for the heads of everyone involved. As hopefully, uh, this is what goes on, and hopefully, it's Democrats. No. Well, of course, the Dem- well the Democrats wanted this. Uh, apparently, the tech firm that was dealing with this information apparently is working with Joe Biden's campaign too. So they're involved in this as well. Oh wow. Yeah, so this is one of the worst scandals. And and the reason we're talking about it today is that, you know, you have to understand that – how do I even say this? Like there, there is a deep state, right? You could you, – we don't have to call it the deep state if you don't want to be like a very, you know, conspiratorial about it. You can call it the administrative state, the, the permanent state, the, the bureaucratic state, and we need those things. But at the same time, it's just like they answer to us and they're not doing that right now. They, they, they think they are the government. They're not. They are the tools which our elected representatives should be using to do policy. But they're not doing that. They are working in tandem to control us and to overturn our will. And it doesn't matter who you voted for. This should outrage you. Because if they don't like the Democrat candidate, they, think about what the things they did to Bernie, right? The whole system destroyed Bernie. Anyone who wanted Bernie as president should be outraged at, at this as well. Why? Because it was Bernie ran a campaign against Clinton. In many ways, Bernie and Trump were similar candidates in that they were they were outsiders. Bernie was an independent his entire career, and he ran as a Democrat uh, in the primaries, yeah. and he kept on getting sidelined by these different candidates. Um but in twenty sixteen, he was kind of thrown under the bus by Hillary Clinton and he kind of supported her at the end but anyone who want like i thought bernie sanders had more ground uh, grassroots support than hillary. hillary clinton did yeah definitely like i i did not know a single hillary supporter well, actually i did and i hated him so much because he was <laughs> no because he was he was exactly what you think about a hillary clinton support like a, a, a latte sipping liberal it's not even like 
Like I've met like, some Bernie Bros. They're pretty cool, right? But like a Karen kind of version of a guy. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of like he was like always working in some government like highfalutin office. He was always looking down on other people. Like when I was pro Trump, he would like say like nasty things to me. Like the nasty. Like I've never seen like the Bernie like the genuine Bernie Bros. I know like are kind of nice to me, even though I know they know like I support Trump and all that. He was like really vicious to me really vicious to me and he, he was just like it was like really bad and I, I and not because i care about my feelings like i don't care like i just remember the way he treated me was so bad and he was like he just knew better than you he knew he, like he he would he would talk like it's almost as if you would talk like this as if like he knows better than you and you just got to get with a program and you know <laughs> Uh, so, so, no, no, so that's like that's like these people, and it just it drives me bananas. Don't don't let these people get away with it, man. Like there should be consequences for for all these people, and that's why we need term limits on the deep state more than we need term limits on Congress or the presidency or this and that. We need term limits on these people. Yeah, like the director of the FBI, CIA, and not just that. Dire- like FBI agents should have term limits. Really? And the guy typing on the keyboard should have term limits. The military shouldn't have term limits, but like the different positions in the military should have like if you're not like a regular grunt, you should have a term limit unless you plan on going up in the ranks if you get out at some point. And uh, I, I think that's very important. Um, it's getting to the point where I don't trust these people, you know. Because now they're now they're telling people that they should, you know, get lose their bank information. Like what the hell is that? Like their um, their bank accounts should be frozen. These are the people that are in charge of us. This is this is what's wrong with our country, and this is not just an American. Israel is the same way too. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, this is politics, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, every movie that I've ever seen, like it always shows, like you know, corru- corruption, you know, to this level, um, and you know, it. It's an unfortunate reality, but you know. They, yeah, is. they never talk about the corruption. They, they they think corruption only happens in movies, but you know what? The corruption happens here too. It's just in the movies they have a fourth estate, and here we don't have a fourth estate. We have we have a we have a we have a PR campaign for the government. We don't have a fourth estate, and those are two very different things. Um, but anyways, I'm I'm kind of hoping to see what Durham has coming up. Durham has the evidence. If he takes it to court, he'll probably prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Clinton was involved in in spying on Trump and that will really help Trump in the in the next election if he decides to run if he proves that if he's able to prove that he was victimized by these people he can he can make a compelling case to win the next election really yeah i think so um things would you want that though ah, that's different if he runs he's going to get the election it's not about what i want i mean I like Trump. He's not – I don't think he's going to be the best president in all history. I think if Ron DeSantis ever becomes the president, I think he might yeah, end up eclipsing. If, that's if, you know, the Republicans get – you know, win the midterm. No, the, the midterms I, – I have a feeling the midterms are going to go in the way the Republicans want them. But don't mm. count on the Republicans because as Michael Knowles says, they're always capable – sorry. They're always capable of grasping defeat from the jaws of victory. So – yeah. So they'll find a way to lose. Don't worry. That you can, <laughs> you you can't rely on Republicans to uh, make sure that your kids are learning something important, but you can count on them to make sure to lose a very 
easily winnable midterm. Like this is the most winnable midterm I've ever seen because everything is going wrong for the Democrats and the establishment. If the if the Republicans don't win, it's, it's the Republicans' fault. Anyways, so I, I, I you've ever you've ever heard of Alex Jones, Brody? Uh, yes, I have heard of him. Very okay, interesting so, guy. Very interesting guy. Okay, so, um. I just want to quote him for a second and, and, and channel my inner Alex Jones here and say, <laughs> they're turning the freaking kids gay. So yeah. we're going to talk about that. Um, I did send you a YouTube short and I have to say, like, if you ever want to lose brain cells, if you want to become stupider, you should, you should watch this YouTube short. I sent. Well, now I know how you feel about me. You sent me this video. No, cause I wanted you to lose brain cells. Oh, well, I was, it's sabotage. I love you too. <laughs> it's sabotage. Oh, yes. All right. Well, it, no, it's just, it's just that I don't feel comfortable in my IQ level. So I wanted to bring you down to my level. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, since, since you got your, you know, wisdom teeth taken out, you lost all that wisdom. So you wanted me to, you know, get onto your level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Soon we're going to be doing skeddy wrestling. You know what skeddy wrestling is, right? No, what is that? It's from that South Park episode where they were making fun of Honey Boo Boo. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, man. You need to watch South Park, man. That show's great. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Anyways, um, so we're going to play the B-roll uh, from the YouTube short. This is clip one. an opinion you have that might piss some people off. Concept of straightness was basically created to make women prisoners to men. Because as we see on this app over and over, men don't actually like women. They want to have sex with female anatomy. They don't like women. If you followed me for a while, you know my straight guys aren't straight series. But this basically puts into a nice pretty bow for you. People are afraid of queerness becoming more and more accepted because women are more and more leaning into that queerness. And so are some men, which is awesome. What it means is that more and more women are going to start to pair up with other women and leaving these awful human beings who are unevolved, emotionally unintelligent, and just downright abusive by themselves, with no prisoner but each other. I'm not saying that men and women can't be actually attracted to each other, but remember, it's all a construction at this point. And as you undo it, you see that one group of people is definitely benefiting more than the other, and that's not the way it's been in history so far. Love you, ladies. And yeah, so if you listen to that clip, right, you'll notice that he essentially says that straightness is a construct. And it's just like, it's one of those, it's one of those, sometimes I'll turn on the internet and I'll watch something and I'll be like, my eyes will like go wide open because I'm like, whoa, I can't believe someone said that. Like that was, that was a hot take. Um, but in a bad way, it wasn't like a very intelligent hot take. It was a very kind of dumb hot take. Yeah. Yeah. It was very dumb. Um, but, but I will say this, I will say this. Um, he did say something that I think is important to the discussion. And that is that, like, society is kind of accepting queerness, quote-unquote, right? Like, I don't know what queerness is, I don't know what straightness is, but society is kind of cultivating this. And so more men are accepting the, the, the label of being gay, and more women are accepting the label of being lesbian. And so that is having consequences, and which is why this next poll on this, this, this next... Uh, article is on which is on a Barna poll. It doesn't shock me. There was this Barna poll that came out of uh, uni- like Arizona Christian University. It said that forty percent of Gen Z identifies as LGBTQ. Where did you say uh, got that from? This Barna poll that came out of Arizona Christian University. Uh huh. Um, it says here Barna's poll. Barna's Barna's. Well, George Barna. Barna. 
Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. Um, poll is based on a sample of 600 respondents representing millennials weighted for factors such as geographic location, race, and gender who took an average of 17 minutes each to answer for 71 questions. Um, so, I mean, there have been other polls that says it's 40% is a ridiculous number. It is. So, and, and by the way, I just want to preface this and say, like, I don't think the poll is that great. Yeah, same thing here. I don't think it – it sounds way too high for it to be true. 40%. Yeah, but first of all, is this a world population or a U.S. population? I think it's U.S. Okay. I think it's U.S. But I will say this: I will say this. When I was a kid, I don't remember nearly as many weirdos existing. Like I know so many more, and maybe it's just because I I know more things now, and so maybe it's just you know like the bias. I mean, this one seems more accurate. There there was a Gallup poll that says. 5.6 percent of u.s adults identify as lgbtq which is around one in six people every one uh, one in six people one in six people would be like 15 percent uh-huh um give me a second that would be like one in 20 people one in 20 people yeah if it's five percent of the population be one in 20 people Think about it. Oh, give, give me a second. Well, think about it. If it's one, if it's ten percent, right? Then it's one in ten people, right? So if you divide it in half, the percentage goes up. Yeah. No, it's just because I was reading other articles, and this. I mean, they say that oh, in a random sample of fifteen thousand American adults conducted last year, nearly one in six Gen Z respondents or 15.9 percent yeah you're right 15 percent yeah all right oh wow that was on the nose that was on Uh, the nose really good congratulations me anyways (laughs) yes i'm so smart (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyways but i think the the real important point is that gen z or this year in 2020 has been 2022 higher than previous years well 2022 Um, this year's 2022. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 2022 um, has been higher than previous years, and Gen Z has been more open about it than previous generations. So I think that's really the most important. 40%, I feel like, is stretching a lot, but I, th- I think they both tell the same thing. So, yeah, no, like even 15%, way too way too much. Like way too many gay kids. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, like honestly, like when I was in high school, right? When I was in high school and I was being – way too based to exist and i was saying like no we shouldn't have gay marriage and blah 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 and so people are saying like what do you care if some two gay guys get married like who cares it doesn't affect your life it doesn't do, like it doesn't matter just live your life and let them live your life and you know what in college i kind of agreed with that because you know number one it was a trendy thing to believe but also because you know, I don't want to get in trouble for having the wrong opinion. You know, when you're in a when you're in an environment where everyone is thinking the same thing, and you're in this like kind of like college is very popular opinion. Yeah, you don't want to be unpopular. And and truth be told, on some level, yeah, you don't want to really tell other people what to do, right? Like in a normal society, you assume that other people are going to do their own thing, and you're going to do your own thing, and everyone kind of leads you alone. But that's just not how reality works, right? We we do live in a society. And the things we talk about and the things we accept and the things we don't uh, affect uh, or or don't accept, rather, those are things that we 
those are the things that are going to shape us, right? And so I think the reason why most people up until like the 60s got married and had kids was because that was the acceptable thing to do. Because guess what? If you were to go and start hitting on any woman that walked around, right, and you would sleep around, you you would be considered a degenerate and you'd be thrown in the red light district and you would be ostracized from polite society. But nowadays, everyone kind of cheats on everyone. Everyone's dating for like forever and then they don't find a spouse and they, they like kill their kids or they have 10 different kids from 10 different baby mamas. And, and it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, and then in like the 90s, we started talking about like homosexuals and gay marriage and like at least as I remember, I don't remember. I, I don't remember the 80s, but like when I was is, kid- is that we need a standard and we need a place – of like, where do we draw the line? Right. When I, right. When I was a kid, we were talking about, I was born this way, right? The Lady Gaga song. Do you remember Lady Gaga song? I was born this way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of nuts, right? Because it almost disproves the song, right? Because if, if, if it really was just about certain people are born gay and, and perhaps they are, I don't know. Was that what the song was about? Like, yeah, it was gay. It, or was it just about being like, you know, you know, oh, either like I was fat or I was ugly and like I was born this way, like, you know. No, no, no. It was specifically about sexuality. Like when oh, the okay. song came out, they marketed it as like a gay kind of acceptance song for like the LGBT community. I don't even know if it was like they said the word LGBT back in the day. Like they call, they probably called it. Gay. Well, they it was probably first LG, like, you know, lesbian, gay. And then, you know, you, you got to bisexual. So they added a B and then, you know, trans and then queer so right, right now now there since now since there's more they added a plus <laughs> right but i believe there's actually lyrics in the song that say like something about no matter like straight gay lesbian transgender bi something along the lines like they like she mentions she points out i believe all four like lg like the old like the conservative lgbt <laughs> like, the, <laughs> like no 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 q but i could be mistaken but essentially she says like doesn't matter like what you are i was born this way and clearly that's just not true like clearly on i mean it probably is true on some level. There's probably some level of nature, but as as it stands, well, it's probably, what's not true? Like, namely that it's these not are different things. Like, you no, know, it's lesbian, not true that that like gay people are born this way and that they can't do anything about it and that there's nothing nothing to be done about homosexuality. That it's all you know that like, and 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 I'm going to say it like this: if it was just you were born this way, right? Then it would go the other way too. Right, you wouldn't what have you, to. What? What do you mean by that? Namely, if if it really was you were born this way, right? That there was that you know, if you were gay, like you had no choice in the matter. That's just who you are, and you just want to be accepted, right? Then there wouldn't be no such thing as like some kid like thinking he was straight his entire life, and then kind of like going to college and having an epiphany and becoming gay. Uh huh. He would just know from the beginning. Yeah, he would know. Yeah, yeah, he would know from the beginning. And the fact that the culture is able to, as the culture evolves and the culture becomes more not only accepting of LGBT, but like exalts LGBTQ individuals, right? As the culture goes more into that direction, the more people identify as it. Well, they say like even like straight people has like what like five percent of of like uh you know homosexuality somewhat. Like, cause like, if that wasn't the case, then like a guy can tell if a guy's good looking or not. 
Right. Uh, and uh, but, th- but that's – I actually wanted to get into that. That's, very, that's a very good point you make. But let me expand on it, right? I think that it's very – this is a very millennial thing and a very Gen Z thing to kind of describe yourself as LGBTQ. And what I mean by that is is that homosexuality existed as far as time, right? The Greeks, the, they believed it. Well, before the Greeks, the Bible had to outlaw it, right? The Bible had to outlaw it. So obviously gay sex was like a, a concept, yeah, right? That's true. But that's very no, true. <laughs> right. Right. But the Bible doesn't say homosexuals are going to die. It said a man who sleeps with another man. It doesn't put a label on it, right? Yeah, you're right. 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 And and so some people are like, yeah, well, that means you should tolerate homosexuals because the Bible doesn't say we kill homosexuals. It says we kill the men who actually sleep with them. Fair enough. But I think also what they're doing is they don't want to put a label on it because the Bible's not really concerned about who you want to sleep with. The Bible is saying you as a man have a certain responsibility to this world. And part of your responsibility to this world is not to have sex with other men. Doesn't matter how much you want it. And do you think the death part is not like a literal that he's going to die and is that because if you're sleeping with another man, you're not going to reproduce and that your lineage is going to die? No, 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 no. I Listen, the, the old Judean Israelite legal code specifically called for the death of homosexuals. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Um, okay. But it, no, but no, listen, that would be very dishonest of me to, to say. But like, listen, you know, that that's a whole discussion. But I'm not – I'm just saying that like in terms of like – why is this logs here? Like, why does it exist? Because I think the 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 ancient Israelites, the the Hebrew God, right? Uh, he who can't be named, right? Um, he knew he knows that if you're not encouraging men and women to get married, and you're not encouraging them to have families, and you're not encouraging sex to be kind of directed towards a holy purpose, it will devolve into degeneracy. Right? You're either channeling your passions to something godly and something that's good, ultimately good, or you're 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 channeling it towards towards evil, right? Into just hedonism and you know and, and epicureanism. And so you, you you need to understand that's why this is happening, because we're not telling our kids like, you know, instead of defining yourself by who you want to sleep with, why don't you define yourself by what you've done? Right? Why don't you define yourself by by the by the things you do, by the things you believe? Right? Like, isn't it kind of vain for anyone to say like like I don't like I don't go around saying I'm straight all day. I don't. It's not part of my personality. Like, I like women, presumably, but you could. But like, if I were to sit there and boil down my preferences into my personality, it'd be like, oh, I like dark women. I like this. I like that. But how vain would that be of me? No, that's very true. It'd be like, um, what was that whole doctor thing where it's like, you know, if you have to go around like saying like, oh, call me doctor, like, you know, I'm a doctor, call me doctor, like no actual medical doctor will go out of their way and, and tell you, hey, call me doctor. Yeah. Like, I've never heard no that. No one would do that. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of my professors in college were pretty cool. So they're like, uh, Professor Hirsch. And he would be like, no, call me Moshe, you know, because <laughs> they, yeah, they're not standing because... on ceremony, you know. The, exactly. The only the only people that actually care about like the standing on ceremony and the this thing and the, that thing, they're people who have nothing better to do with their lives. Right. You're exactly right. It's, it's a it's a like you said before, it's a non issue that they're making into an issue. It's like no one was talking about before or, or no one had a problem with it before. 
but they are making it into a problem. It's one of those things where it's like, if you're looking for a problem, you will find it. Right. So like if you're looking for anti-Semitism or if you're looking for racism, okay, you can, you can somehow interpret something being like, Oh my God, that's, you know, anti-Semitic or that's racism. So, you know, these people are going out of their way to make a bigger deal. That wasn't a big deal before. Like, I don't know, before they made the laws about, you know, marriage and stuff, you know, there was no, I mean, they allowed, you know, gay people to be together. I don't think that was an issue. Yeah, no, like, even though there were laws on the books prohibiting homosexuality, the reality is most people didn't care about gay people, right? That this That's the reality. Like, they would just kind of leave them alone. But they didn't, I think a lot of people are upset that, like, like, they used to have a gay pride parade, right? And that would be for a couple of hours, right? And then they had, like, gay pride day and now they're on gay pride month and yeah. and not only do they have like a gay pride month but the cities now participate and they put rainbows everywhere and they have yeah. men ho- but like if you're raising a christian family right and you want to raise some christian children maybe you don't want like the cities to be covered in homosexual propaganda for a month like no you're right you don't right um, and i'm not like listen you know i, I i'm not the kind of guy that's going to go around and you know tell people like oh you can't be gay but at, at a certain point if if the agenda becomes so bad then i have to because i don't want to send my kids to school and then some weird teacher to tell like the kids like oh you know oh you're really gay oh you're really like i don't want teachers to talk to my kids about that i want no, you're the you're 100% right I want the standard, like, obviously I don't want my my teacher, my my kids' teachers talking to my kids about any sex, but you want to know something? I, I've seen some, like, TikToks about how, like, sometimes, like, a teacher will kind of, like, ship the students, like, they'll put, like, a, a male student and female student together to have them work on a project. And if, okay. and, and if, and if my kid's teacher was doing that in, like, high school, I would probably be like, I don't know if I'd approve of that, but at the same time, I'd be like, Okay, but at least he's not a weirdo. But like, imagine if he was telling my kids, like, "Oh, you're really gay, or you're really trans, or you're like talking about sex with them, like downright or outright talking with them about sex." I'd be like very upset because I recognize there's a standard, right? Yeah, I re- no. I recognize right. that the standard should be right that you know the kids are expected to grow up and have a family, a straight family with like kids and have kids the normal way and they shouldn't be looking for all these cockamamie ways to trick nature into giving them a kid right now i listen i feel bad for the guy who's genuinely like disgusted by women the concept of sleeping with a woman disgusts him right i feel bad for that guy but at the same time like i don't want to reorder society to 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 cater to like things that are going to destroy society and we need men and women getting together and 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 having families in a way that the the YouTube guy was right. Straightness is a construct, right? Because we wouldn't have like we we never called it straightness. We just called it getting married to women and having kids. Like the Greeks knew it, right? The Greeks always. I think the Greeks had a saying. It was like women for babies and boys for fun, right? They that's what they did, right? When they wanted to have kids, they'd have sex with their wives, and when they wanted to have some fun, they would go and screw one of the 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 the, the children slaves, right? But yes, we invented the concept of marriage to create stability in society and to create families. And yes, it is getting to the point where we have to say, no, we have to put this stuff back underground. Like there's going to be – like 
I'm getting to the point where I have to say, like, ban transgenderism, ban gay marriage, put all this back into the Pandora's box because it's going to hurt. You know, we're going to. Yeah. It also comes down to also, like, just the population issue also. Like, you know, first world countries just have a lower, you know, birth rate than other countries. And this can be a, a factor in that. Well, yeah, if everyone's gay, then no one's going to have kids, right? But then, of course, we're just going to be importing, you know, foreigners that don't hold our values to our country. Um, And so that the people who actually do bother to have kids, their kids are going to have to deal with all these foreigners. Um, And not only that, like, it's just rude to these people that come to America and they they want to, like, give their kids a better life. And then the culture around them kind of distorts their kids. Like, think about it. Do you think a Mexican family – that comes from Latin America, these very traditional minded people. Do you think these people want to move to America so their kids can, so that their, their daughters can become like these 26 year old, never married, you know, executives at companies. They're not thinking about family. You think that's what they do for a living? You think that's what they want? Well, they want them to have a better life. Right. But you got to understand people from like Latin countries, they're very family oriented. Like in Latin America, they all like live with like extended family. Like the abuela lives with the parents and the parents live with the kids and, you know, they all kind of live together, right? And so then they come to America and all of a sudden the kids don't want to have kids anymore. They don't want to have families. They want to work in some stupid job, some dead-end job that's going to make sure that they're kind of alone. And and so, like, I don't know. This is this is just not the culture I want. I don't want to raise my kids in this type of culture. I, I don't I don't want my kid turning out like this. And I think most people recognize that. Until like five minutes ago, you weren't – until five minutes ago, most people were like, oh, I feel bad for the gay people, but I don't want my kid to be gay. Even if I have to accept my kid as gay, but they don't – but now like it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, well, you have a choice, right? You kind of have a choice. If you homeschool them and you keep them away from the culture, there's they're more likely to turn out straight. But if you send them to school and you let them use Tumblr and you steep them in Disney – they're probably going to end up more likely gay or liberal. The point is they won't – got to raise them right. And But we got to put a, a lid on this because 40% of of Gen Z saying they're LGBTQ is, is out of control. This is this is not – this is not sustainable. Anyways, is uh, is there anything you wanted to add to that or – No, um, nothing I wanted to add. Um, anyways, and uh, that's our show. Please like the video, share it with your friends, and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell to be notified of our latest uploads. In addition, we are on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can reach out to us by commenting on the video or by sliding into our DMs at the right side of the compass on Instagram. We hope you enjoyed, and we hope to see you next week.